The Dancepreneuring Studio, Session 63, Remembering Your Roots and Developing Your Craft, my interview with choreographer and entertainer, K. Nicole Hagens. Hello, my friends, and welcome to session number 63 of the Dancepreneuring Studio. My name is Annette Bone, and the Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business. Every other week, I get the privilege of bringing you some of the best and creative minds who are connected to the art of dance, and I get to share their stories, their ideas, strategies, and tactics to help move your life and your business forward. I'm getting ready to leave for a conference. I'm so thrilled and I can't wait to share what I learn in the upcoming sessions of the podcast. However, I'm a little tight on time. <laughs> so it's just, again, it's been crazy. My last session was, I think, five minutes or something like that. But I am so thrilled to be bringing you this interview that I did with the lovely Kay Nicole Hagens. And I wanted to share this snippet of something that she said that's not on the interview, but I thought it would be appropriate and very important to share. So here is a snippet of what is to come. Money doesn't make the artist, the craft does. Uh, It's kind of a quote that came to me one day and has been something that's really strong on my heart and my approach to my career um, within the entertainment business, the music business, the dance business. Uh, it just seems like everyone's looking for the the quick buck or the short, you know, turnaround uh, versus, you know, the people that really take their time to develop uh, their craft and their skills, you know, and I think that money sometimes robs us from the experiences needed to become the artists that we want to be, you know, and I, I'm just a firm believer in if you build it, they will come and not trying to sell people about an idea or who you are, but that who you are will draw will draw in those people um, to what you're creating or what you're sharing and what you have to share with the world. And for good measure, I just had to sneak another one in. Here you go. The lessons, the experience, and the time dedicated to being better than you were yesterday is what makes a true artist. Hey, this is Kay Nicole, artist, dancer, choreographer, and teacher, and you're listening to another session of the Dancepreneuring Studio with Annette Bone. Now that you're warmed up, get ready to go full out with our feature presentation. I've gotten a number of requests to feature my special guest coming up, so of course I had to have her on the podcast. Kay Nicole Hagens is a singer, she's a dancer, a model, a teacher, and a choreographer, and she's appeared in numerous music videos, commercials, award shows, so many things, featuring artists such as Lady Gaga, Chris Brown, Mariah Carey, Prince, and Usher, to name just a few. I've had the pleasure of taking some of her classes and getting to know her, and she is just as beautiful inside as she is on the outside. Thank you so much, Kay Nicole, for being on the podcast. How are you today? I'm here. I'm good. Thanks. I'm smiling. <laughs> oh, good. I'm, I'm so glad. You're, I'm glad that we're starting off on a happy note. I just, I just love this, and I'm really, really excited to have this conversation with you. You had said that money doesn't make the artist; the craft does. Can you talk more about that? Yeah. Um... I mean, something that I'm really passionate about is just artistry and creating and doing what moves you, you know, and I know uh, nowadays, and I'm sure back then too, a lot of people use money to kind of make them into something. 
and they feel like, you know, it's something that you're just naturally, what you're born into, who you are, how you are, the things that you're moved by, and, you know, the reasons you make moves versus people, other people making them for you, you know, especially when it's motivated by money. And I really think people need to get back to the passion of why they're creating or who it's for, what it's for, what it's about versus, um, you know, looking at dollar signs and things like that. You know, it's kind of, it's frustrating too, as, as someone trying to make it in the music business and the entertainment business in general, it seems like you need money to get you somewhere. But, you know, I've always been a believer that, you know, if you build it, they will come. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you you definitely demonstrate such an amazing work ethic that's gotten you this far. And, you know, I know you're just getting started with your career and you've done so many great things. Can you share some best practices for the mindset of going through these uh, these auditions, the process, working with different choreographers? And what would you say that makes a dancer stand out besides the obvious of their dance and their performance abilities? Um, I think you can kind of get a lot from just looking at a person, you know, how they walk into the room, how do they, you know, how they interact with other people. And I think just your personality is a big, big, not selling point, because it's not like you're trying to sell yourself based on how you act, but just how you interact with people. It's kind of gives you a sense of just how, how it will be to work with that person, you know, and I think that's more important than the dance skills, because sometimes, you know, there can be a lot of people who are very diva or very entitled or, you know, and you don't like, I don't like that feeling. I don't think other people like that feeling. So it's just kind of important, I think, to remain humble and open and, and personable and friendly, you know, to even the people that you're competing against. You know, for so many years starting out in this business, when you would walk into auditions, you know, it's kind of scary at first because you don't really know people. You don't know you know, you're kind of focused on the job or the task at hand. And But once you kind of you keep going to auditions over and over again, and you start to remember certain people, you know, remember the people around you that are auditioning with you. And it's kind of like you start to build a camaraderie with these people. And then it, it kind of changes the whole, the whole vibe of an audition. You know, it's about being here together versus, you know, solo and by yourself and feeling alone. You know, it opens it up to the community in, in the industry as well. And I think that's really important to stay in touch with people and yeah, let them know that, Hey, we're all in this together. You know? And uh, I think, you know, also with auditioning, it's the mindset of just going in without expectation is a huge thing. I think it took me a long time to kind of grasp that. Just, I think, you know, we're all in there. We're dreaming. We want the big jobs, you know, we want to be on stage with this person or that person or doing this or, but it's kind of like, you know, when you go in there, there's fun in that too, you know, and just showing up and just being there and just learning and being present and uh, not letting the outcome kind of dictate what happens later that day, you know, which it, it can take a toll on you, you know, emotionally and physically. And it's draining, you know, to go in there and get rejected or not feel so good about something. But I think when you can let go of that and let go of, you know, oh, if only I could book this job, it's going to pay my rent or you know, if only just this one job would solve all my problems. It's kind of like you, once you can go in there and not look for that to be your solution, I think your approach changes, you know, it's not, you're not desperate for anything anymore. And I think a lot of times you can read desperate in an audition and that's not a good thing, <laughs> you know, and that to be honest, the times that I've booked 
the big jobs was the time that I was clearly in it for for the love of dance and the love of just being there and falling in love with the music and just the own headspace of a world of like, you know, it's not about the job that I need. It's just that this is what I want to do and I love it so much, <laughs> you know? Yes. I, I really like that you brought that up and it goes back to what you were saying about that money doesn't make the artist and the craft does. And and um, do you find that there are certain choreographers and I guess environments that you prefer to work in as opposed to others like do you per- prefer music video over the live show or you know what are some of the things you'd like to say about that working in these different environments I mean they're all so different I mean for me I'm just like I love I just love going to work <laughs> I love getting up and driving to you know a different studio or a different rehearsal space or oh, it's so hard <laughs> I, think, I, mean, I think for me I think I love the live aspect of it I think because you kind of get an exchange immediately you know with your audience and um you can feel when people are affected you know versus with television which is still fun because it's kind of like seeing the the before and then the after is really awesome to see you know what they're able to do with cinema and television is really exciting but with with live stage like especially with tours there's like a different type of magic that happens right in the moment you know when the pyro goes off people scream you know when you walk out on stage when they feel the music they're screaming you're screaming inside you know like it's just really exciting like I I love tour uh it's definitely the more strenuous because it's you know ongoing for so long whether it's months or years at a time and the rehearsal process and preparing for that is definitely a lot more grueling <laughs> as well. You know, like we're usually in there, you know, anywhere from like six to seven days a week, eight-hour rehearsal, sometimes 12 hours, and you're in there, you know, rehearsing, creating the show, learning the staging. You have quick changes. You have so much going on. And um, But it's, it's definitely more rewarding when you step into like an arena or a stadium and it's like, 50,000 people are filled and they're just chanting and screaming and it's just uh, there's like no feeling like it in the world. I love the way you describe that and it's it's really cool to hear about the different experiences you, that you've had yet you've still remained so humble and so hungry to still be in that process of creating your art. What kind of things in- inspire you? Who inspires you oh, lately? <laughs> so many things inspire me. Um, <laughs> No, I'm really inspired by all things like new and old. And like just earlier today, I was, you know, researching uh, Bob Fosse and Gene Kelly and Michael Jackson. I mean, I think I Google Michael Jackson more than anybody else on the Internet all the time, constantly. But um, I just really appreciate them for their bodies of work and how it's still influencing, uh, you know, today's culture, even though. You know, they're long and gone, unfortunately, now uh, at this time, but they're, they're still here, you know, and also just inspired by uh, the stuff going on now, like the, the women who are taking on more of a, like a balanced, even like a little bit of masculinity within uh, their personas, you know, that they're being a little more edgy and gritty and aggressive, which I think is fun because, you know, a lot of times as women, we have to be, you know, the soft and the sweet and the pretty and that's fun too. We can do that too. But um, it's also fun to be a little more commanding and just to be a little more empowering. And so the stuff that like Beyonce and Gaga, the stuff that they're doing is so, uh, ah, it just gets you excited. It makes you want to, you know, stand up for yourself and 
um, really go for the things that you want, you know, whether it's in career or love, life, whatever. And, uh, you know, as far as our community goes, I'm really inspired by some of the people that I've come come up with and seen from the beginnings to now and hopefully into the future. But people, you know, like Keone and Mari, who I think are amazing storytellers and are also helping some of us who, who love the theatrical side of dance and entertainment is kind of pulling that back into perspective. You know, I love storytelling. Like that's like my favorite thing in entertainment. And that, that's what I'm inspired to do. And that's what I want to do more of um, in this age, because so, so many times it's just kind of absent minded, you know, and, you know, then, then it's just not very rememberable. Yes. <laughs> so I feel like we've got to be more memorable and more legendary in our approach and our, what we put out there. And I think it, again, it goes back to what you're saying about developing your craft that because you want, if you want to be excellent at what you do, you want to put that storytelling aspect into your work. It takes time and it takes focus and it takes intention. It's just, I guess, I don't know if it's too general to say that anybody can put moves and choreography together and just kind of slap things together and okay, that's a dance and that's choreography. But then it's another realm that you go into when you can put really good storytelling into your entertainment. And I, and I think that bringing that back and as that's being evolved more, and there's few people that do it, I think it's really great, but it takes oh, a lot more than just putting absolutely. choreography together. Would you agree? 100%. <laughs> I really enjoyed your interview in LA Lady Magazine, and I was not aware that you had gone through quite a bit of struggle as you've been pursuing your artistic career. I've had many conversations with different people about how dancers and other artists get taken advantage of and are not compensated ethically. What has helped you the most in navigating the different situations that come up when it comes to getting paid and other business matters that you've had to deal with as a working artist? Uh, it's hard. You know, I mean, we're, we still deal with it. <laughs> there's no, you know, there's no guarantee of funds <laughs> in this entertainment business. Unfortunately, at times, um, you know, Sometimes paychecks can take anywhere from, you know, I would say at the minimum, like a month to sometimes waiting, you know, three months, six months. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And it's been frustrating, especially when, you know, for a lot of us, you know, with our parents, it's kind of like, well, we're doing this work. We're putting this time in. I did this. I did that. But sometimes you're like, okay, well, whenever it decides to come in, you know, I'm going to be okay. So it's just kind of learning to stay, you know, you've got to stay on your hustle. You know, it's just kind of like, what else can I do while this is going on? While, while I'm waiting on this, it's like, you kind of have to pick up other things that you can juggle, you know, and, um, you know, like teaching is really important for me. Um, while I'm also pursuing the entertainment business, um, I love to be able to teach because that's kind of on my own time. Um, and that can help fill in the gaps. And like, sometimes I get to go places or people come to me and, it's something that I have control over versus, you know, every, I'm at the mercy of everybody else. But when it's my own, my own moment, it, it feels nice. You know, I have control creatively, time management wise, and just, you know, what I, what I get to share with people. Um, it's nice. It's nice to have that. And then to also educate people about what's going on. And, you know, uh, Dancers Alliance is a huge thing that's really important for us um, in, the, in the dance community. Um, where we have meetings, you know, uh, ever so often about kind of the standards of, you know, what certain things should be at certain rates, whether it's music videos or television. And it's really just about educating people, knowing, you know, this is, hey, your time doing this is worth that, you know. So 
don't cut yourself short, um, sell yourself short and let people take advantage of you because it, you can definitely make a living doing this, you know, and the more I think we, we start to realize that, especially for the youth, we'll be a lot stronger as a whole, you know, and then people won't be able to get away with taking advantage of people because we know, we know better now, you know, and I, for me, it's like a huge goal of mine is like, you know, the day that dancers get paid like athletes and actors, then, then we've won, you know, but we still have a long ways to go and just, you know, physically we put in so much, um, a lot of demand on the body, you know, and for what we, <laughs> the stuff that we do is just, we're just not compensated enough, you know, and it, we, do no. it, we do it for the love, you know, and I mean, who doesn't do what they love for the love of it? You know, it's the money comes secondary, but um, it's just our bodies only last so long and our bodies are instruments. And I just it, it's so important that we, you know, at least we fight for health care, something health insurance, something on these jobs, you know, so that we're able to to be OK in our later years. <laughs> Yeah. And that's what bothers me too. And that's why it's for me, I just, even now I think, how is it that, cause dancers and being, you know, back in the dance world, I think dancers put so much of not only physically, but mentally, spiritually, emotionally, everything goes into their craft. And you're right. Dancers should be compensated like an actor, an athlete, because you put your body through so much stuff not only that it's just the you know the just the mental preparation and ev- just everything you know so i i really resonate with what you said about there there has to come a point where it's you know like you said that has to be achieved right. and i know that that it's still a, a ways to go but i you know I, i'm like why isn't it there now it should oh be it dances all over the place you <laughs> right, know but right. but you know the um Next set of questions I call the dance printer and quick step. So you just have to tell me what you think of uh, what comes to your mind quickly. Are you ready? Uh, I'm going to be as ready as I can be. <laughs> oh, dance style you haven't tried, but would like to and why? I haven't tried. I've tried quite a lot of styles. I'm kind of like, I probably don't know the name of it. If I haven't tried it, I don't know the name of it because I've done, I've dip and da- dipped and dabbled in quite like a broad broad <laughs> like, <laughs> huge. I'm like I can't even think about what I what I haven't done I mean I know things I would like to do more of but I haven't done ah what haven't you done what would you like to do more of that you haven't done lately I well I I've done tap I have tap before I did it for mm-hmm. a show called um anything goes a long time ago it was a musical theater and I had a blast I love tap and I even kind of use it um in my choreography without having a tap shoe on, but I love to use like my toe and my heel and making rhythms in the floor. But I would love to get back to tap and really um, just be better at it. I'm like, Oh my God, I just want to put stuff on my feet and make noise. <laughs> like that's all I, I do. <laughs> Well, that's the musical side of you too, because you're, you're a singer so that I can see, I can, I can kind of see that yeah. favorite dancer and why They're the hard, hard ones at me. Favorite dancer? I'm like, does Michael count? I don't know. Michael Jackson was a dancer, but a performer, like an artist, you know? If I yes. say specific dancer, I mean, right now, like, I love I love Candace Brown. She's been a friend of mine, and I just, I watch her videos. She recently moved to uh, New York, and it's just the way her body moves. It's just like, you can feel it. You can feel what it's about. It's like the smoothness and the I don't even know. It's just her execution of things is is amazing. I love I love to watch her dance. Dance style that currently describes your day and why? Describes my day. Um, 
<laughs> Gosh, I think it would have to be like somewhere between like jazz and and tap, like that old school kind of. I would say like a jazz, like a fossy, like I don't know. Everything's kind of smooth mm. right now, you know. But it's it's happy, it's fun, it's quirky. I'm just I'm having a good time, and it's uh it's just fun, and it's like I don't know, just emits like love and smiles, and that's how I feel right now. <laughs> oh, that's great! I love that. If people want to connect with you, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me everywhere. <laughs> I've got all areas <laughs> covered. Uh, got my website, which is knicole, K-N-I-C-O-L-E dot com. I'm really excited. Just got that website up and running. So I'm Yay. contact me there. Find out what I'm doing. Um, I've also got my Instagram, which is at Flavorful Soul, F-L-A-V-O-R-F-U-L-S-O-U-L which has been yeah, my AOL screening forever. And my soul is flavorful. So I'm just going to keep it that way. <laughs> and um, and I'm, I'm also on Facebook. So I can be found there. It's uh, K. Nicole Higgins um, as well. Awesome. I'm so excited to share this with our audience. And K. Nicole, it's been such a pleasure for me to have this conversation with you. And I'm so excited to see all these things that are happening. And I know this is just the start. And so it's just been wonderful having this conversation with you. So thank you. Likewise. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. What is your definition of a true artist? I would love to hear your comments and you can go to AnnetteBone.com forward slash 063, where you'll also find the show notes to this session. And if you enjoyed this podcast and have listened to previous sessions and found them helpful, I would really appreciate a review and a rating. And if you would subscribe to the podcast and you can go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio to do so. And if you go to iTunes, it would be helpful to go through the Apple podcast app as it gives more exposure to the podcast. And I would love to give you a shout out on a future session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Until next time, I pray that you have an exceptional week and more blessings than you can imagine. I look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. This has been a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Find the archives of this show at annettebone.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Contact Annette at annettebone.com. This podcast copyright by annettebone.com and dancepreneuring.com. All rights reserved. The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business.